0: Talk to us a little bit about the relationship between leadership and communication. Uh. Life is all about relationships. And great leaders heavily invest in those relationships. On the Relationships and Revenue podcast, we talk about how to improve our most significant relationships at home so we can be better in our business relationships. We talk with experts from all over the world, representing many disciplines about the best tips and strategies to become amazing people and amazing leaders. Welcome to the show.
1: The best leaders lead by being and not by telling. I'm going to say that again. The best leaders lead by being and not by telling. Let me give you an example. If you have a team, you are the owner of your company, and you have those people that are depending on you, relying on you for the answers, for the guidance. If you are not embodying the qualities that you expect from them, then you can assure that there are going to be some problems within that team. If you want clear communication amongst your team, you yourself must give that communication to them, such as. If you have any questions, make sure you turn to this person on our team. Every week, we're going to have a catch-up meeting. Uh, I expect you to be there five minutes early with your cameras on on Zoom because when you show up fully, that helps others to show up fully. And if you ever feel like there's something that you're uncomfortable with or something you need more clarification on, here is my email. It's my personal email. I want you to email me right away. And here's also the phone number to my office. If I'm not there, leave a message and I will get back to you within 24 hours. When you lead from this place, whoo, it takes out the the gray area that can exist for miscommunication to happen. Mm -hmm. When I was filming the Jersey Boys movie, I mean, that was one of the most incredible things to watch was Clint being a leader. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. what you would think. See, I walked onto this film set never being on a TV or film set before in my life. I had always done Broadway, always done stage. And I expected it to be like, all right, I'm the director. This is how it goes. This is what I need. Blah, blah, blah. And he was so trusting of his Mm. team, of his actors. So when I would do a scene, I'm waiting for like, I need you to do this line just like this and face the camera this way and make sure you walk this way. There was none of that, John. Mm. It was as if he was like, here you go. This is your role. I trust you. Let it rip. And there were so many scenes that he allowed us to improv. I mean, improv. Mm. At one point, we improv for ten minutes. And he walked over to me one day. I'll never forget this. If you see the film, um, the first time Frankie Valley and I meet, we're having we're we're having pizza, right? And we're talking, and I'm smoking my cigarette, which I don't smoke in real life, by the way. Never have. <laughs> and and I'll never forget. We do the scene once. Clint walks up to me and he goes, you know, you remind me of Veronica Lake when you do those 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 lines. And I was like, I'm um, amazing. So is that good? Like, do you want me to keep going? He's like, That's great. I just want you to know. And he walks. To me <laughs> and I'm
0: so, because
1: I'm so used to being directed, right? Like do this yeah. at this point. Yeah. And it was a reminder that, whoa, he as a leader was so trusting And confident in himself that he didn't need to micromanage. He didn't need to tell me everything to do every second of the scene. And because of that, because he led with a trust, that activated the trust within me to say, oh, Renee, you know what you're doing. Clint Eastwood hired you. And because he was so confident in me, I was confident in me. And I was able to deliver in a way that I never thought possible, right? So the best leaders lead by being, not by telling. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, in certain situations, as I shared the first example, yes, you want to clarify what you expect from them, right? In a way of telling them, I want my communication here and there. But my point is, if you're not doing that within yourself as the leader and you're not calling people back and you're not answering emails and you're not. Checking over your texts before you send them. How can you expect your team? To- so communication and leadership, hand in hand.
0: Definitely. You know, and I would I would add one thing to that um, that unfortunately I don't think we see enough of in leadership. And that first of all, leadership has nothing to do with a title, absolutely nothing. The ab- the best leaders I've ever seen actually didn't have a title. But what I wanted to add to that was um, it's about serving. You want to be a leader. Serve first, because if you're not willing to serve, you can never be. You can't. Absolutely. it's not possible.
1: It's seeking to understand and not be understood, right? It's, For sure. It, and and that comes into play in in so many aspects of business, of life, of life. I mean, one of the most crucial. I mean, that's com- a
0: hallmark of communication. I mean,
1: <laughs> oh my god, being what I call a complete listener, which mm. is one of the most crucial components of being a master communicator, being someone who doesn't listen just to respond, but to understand who when you are amongst those people, do not let them go, my friends, because in this world of digital technology, of so many distractions, of things pulling us away from the here and now, when you find those people who are seeking to understand and they give you an open platform to be heard, hold them close and tight. And again, if you want to be the best leader in your life, leader being a parent, a friend, a coworker, an owner of a company, being a complete listener is a must, is a must. And as I said before, in in the book, I talk about this a lot, but there was a study done called the iPhone effect that looked at two people in a conversation with a cell phone on the table. Neither person addressed the phone. Neither person picked up the phone. Still The conversation proved to be less fulfilling and that phone still proved to be a distraction. So here's a great, simple, easy practice for you. When you are showing up for communication in your life, whether that be an in-person conversation or through Zoom, a Zoom meeting, Mm -hmm. you yourself and the person who you're speaking with a favor, put that phone out of sight, out of sight. Meaning in your bag, in your backpack, I know it feels like, oh, but I can't. You can. Right. What you'll see is you'll start to be tuned in, tapped into what that person is saying. And when you're listening in that way, you catch commonalities. Commonalities are the cornerstone of creating connection. Because if I'm talking to you, John, and you're telling me, oh, my gosh, yeah. And and my mother's from New Jersey. Now, when it's my turn to speak, I'm going to lead with that commonality. John, first of all, I can't believe your mom's from New Jersey. Get out. What are the odds? What part? Mm. Boom. A connection's created. There's an icebreaker there. And now we're allowed to move forward with a little more relaxation, a little more comfort. But when we're not completely listening because we're like, oh, my gosh, my notification on my phone just went off. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> we miss that. And and that other person can feel it. I talk about in the book, I say we've become like Pavlov's dogs, those dogs who were conditioned to salivate when they heard the bell. We've become conditioned to check out of what we're doing, who we're listening to the minute a notification goes off on our phone, on our computer. What do we do? Oh, oh, my gosh. I wonder what that email is. I was waiting for an email. Oh, my gosh. I think maybe my ex-boyfriend just posted new pictures on Facebook. And now we're in a whole second conversation and we are not listening. And being a complete listener is a two-way gift. You give the person who is speaking an open platform to be heard, and you yourself gain the gift of learning something new, potentially gaining a new perspective, and maybe even realizing we are more alike than we are different.
0: Oh, I'm just trying to let that sink in. So for those of you listening... I know I like to fill the airwaves. I don't like to have a lot of silence, but I'm, I'm really trying to let that just kind of wash over.
1: John, I'm so happy you said that. I have to bring up this point because what you just said is one of the beliefs that we all have. We believe that silence is a no-no. <laughs> Love that you just let that space be because that is a cornerstone of listening. Think about it. As you just did it, this is a perfect, perfect representation. John was just listening to me in a real and complete way. And because of that, he needed that second to let that process, to let that sit. And that's beautiful. What we sometimes believe is that if there's a second of silence without anything being said, they're going to think I'm stupid. And then I have to, but I have to tell them that I have an opinion too. And I have a thought. And then what happens is we start to fill with filler words, right? You know, um, but yeah, and um, you know, and then we wonder why we don't sound eloquent and why we listen back and we're like, oh my gosh, I said um so many times. It's because we are afraid of the silence, but I encourage you all to embrace the silence because what John just did is it was a beautiful moment that let me feel heard. By him taking that second and letting that, that space be there, I know that he was completely listening to me. So think about that the next time you're in a meeting, in a conversation, vow to be a complete listener. It's a gift. It's a true gift.
0: You know, as you were talking there, one of the things that came to mind is something that took me, unfortunately, uh, far too many years to learn. And that is this. For most of my life, I was interested in being right in conversation. Mm. Mm. And I was successful at that. I was right very often. At the cost of relationship.
1: Oh, yes, chill down. And,
0: and so now, what I do is—it's very confusing to people who maybe know me this way through a podcast, or they know me from some event they've seen me speak at, or some other occasion. Because one, when, when people meet me, I mean, I have some things to say, but many times I'm silent. I listen. Because I genuinely want to hear what the other person's saying, but also I listen in case they say something that might make us go in a slightly different direction in the conversation. But I'm trying to find connection points, as you talked about earlier. And so to me, the relationship is much more important than being right. And so I'm very comfortable with either not talking or being wrong. Because here's something that oh, I can't believe I've never formulated it like this before, but it just kind of hit me. When I'm wrong, when a person is wrong, if first of all, if you're willing to admit that to the other person, there is such an opportunity for that relationship to grow and to blossom and to become so much deeper. It's like, wow, he can actually say he was wrong. He can actually admit it when it's obvious to everyone else. That's that's what took me forever to learn. It's, okay, everybody already knows you're wrong. Just if you get on board, then we can move on
1: from here. Yes, absolutely.
0: Love epiphanies, you know. Love them. I love it's, them. Woo! It's important to share them. That's the thing. That most them. of us, we kind of we hoard them, you know. Instead yeah. of like, no, learn from what I've done wrong. I mean, that's well, honestly, most of the speaking and coaching I do is about that.
1: Yeah, is lean related
0: in. to that subject.
1: Lean in. We're human beings. Human beings by nature are imperfect. So lean into that imperfection, and the more you do, the more you're vulnerable. The more you show people oh yeah, hi, I'm starting a business and I feel like ripping my hair out because it's so frustrating because I don't know what to do first. When you share those real moments, especially on video, right? That's what mm-hmm. I coach on a lot. It's helping entrepreneurs get on video. It's not about perfection. It's about connection. And like John's saying, when I'm wrong, it's like, let's talk about this. Now, now I'm at the place where I can grow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the more I, I share... The fact that I'm imperfect, that helps others to lean into their imperfection. And we can all let the masks, masks go mm. of this idea of perfection. It's not real.
0: For sure. One of the things you talk about as I was doing my research uh, that I found interesting, there were three words you used. Joy, gratitude. I think the third one, persevere. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's a big those one. Those are the
0: three. All right. So my question to you about those three words is, how do we get more of these?
1: Mm. Communication with self. Step one. Step one. I cannot drive this point home enough. Communication with self. Here's a practice for you. Get your pen and your pad out. It's so simple. Mm. When you wake up in the morning, instead of rolling over, picking up your phone to scroll on social media and check into your friends' lives and check out of your own life, how about we spend some time with ourselves? (laughs) Oh, what a concept, right? Yeah. You wake up in the morning, Go to the bathroom, do your business, come back to your quiet space. If you have kids, people you're taking care of, let them know you need 10 minutes to yourself. Because if you don't have 10 minutes to yourself, you're not living a life, Mm. okay? Ask yourself this one question, how am I feeling? Then take a pen and a paper, not typing on the notes app in your phone, not using a digital device or a computer, Mm. pen to paper and allow the answers to come. Now, if you're not used to putting pen to paper, that's okay, just write. Write even for the first few minutes if it's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Renee is so crazy. Why'd she tell me to do this? Good. Keep writing. What this is doing is pulling those thoughts from your subconscious mind that we're not always aware of into your conscious mind through your hand and onto the page. And it becomes a sort of spiritual dump for you, allowing you to get in tune, in touch with yourself and what's really going on. Why is this powerful? Because it makes you connect with you before anybody else. So now you're starting from a grounded place, right? So now when you communicate with others, you're in much more of alignment because now you've, you've talked to yourself. Think about it like another friend. If there's another friend who came to visit you from another state and you just leave your friend in the room all day and your friend's like, um, hello, <laughs> I wanted to catch up, what's up? Like, how you been? And you're like, hey, gotta go, sorry, I need to go hang with Judy and Joe and George. And your friend's like, oh, I'm right here. How do you think that friend's going to feel pretty frustrated? Well, that's the same thing that happens when your inner self, the truest part of yourself, is being ignored all the time because you're too busy worrying about what's going on in other people's lives. So start your day every day asking yourself, how am I feeling? And then at night, same thing before bed. Get those thoughts and everything that happened during the day out on the page so then you can sleep more peacefully. This is the way we can invoke more joy, more happiness, right? Once we connect more with ourselves, we connect better with others.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, a uh, couple things. First one, that's something that I've advocated for a long time is about writing things down. It's it's especially difficult for men to, to actually physically write stuff down because, you know, many of them will say, like you were talking about, they want to do it on some sort of digital de- device. And I'm like, if it's important enough for you to put on the digital device, you need to write it down. And the main reason why you need to write it down is because it actually imprints on your brain when you physically write it down, um, which is one of the reasons I'm not a huge advocate of kids today having textbooks on a computer. There's something about the actual physical page, about reading it, about taking actual physical notes. Because I don't know if you were like me, but when I was in school and we were taking notes in school on what the teacher was saying, when it came to test time, I remembered my notes on the page. I mean, I could picture them in my mind. And that's how I was able to regurgitate the answers that they wanted. And so that's that was a big one uh, for me. The other thing, you talked about joy. And it's only because of, of some of my background that what I'm about to share even makes sense. And some of the listeners have heard me talk about this before. Uh, there's a big difference actually between the words joy and happiness. Some people equate them. They're actually not the same thing. Uh, happiness, if you trace it back to its root is happenstance, meaning I'm happy because this thing happened. Well, the inverse is also true. Therefore, if it doesn't happen, I become unhappy. Joy, on the other hand, is an active choice. It's a choice to remain in the moment and to just be at peace regardless of what's going on around you. In the example I always use are the stories, scores of stories of these Holocaust survivors that talk about having joy in the midst of those horrendous situations. So they weren't happy in the moment, but they had joy. Big difference between those two. And what you talked about, about doing that, how am I feeling? Those kinds of things, writing that out, allows us to be able to reconnect first with ourselves. And then it's like, you know what? Regardless of what's going on, I'm choosing to be present and to enjoy my life. It might not be the best that's going on right now, but it's the life I have. Yes. Just some thoughts that came to me as you were talking about.
1: I love it. I love it. Beautifully said.
0: All right. So we're trying to figure out this, Hate using this word. I'm going to use it, but I'm going to contrast it with something else. Balance. This balance between technology and just old school ways, old school simplicity. I'll call it more harmony. Figuring out Harmony with that, which I I think probably, at least for me in my way of thinking, is a better word. I like that word better because I don't know that it's ever possible to have the balance, but it is possible to have harmony. So my question is, how do we discover that harmony? Now, I realize it's probably going to be different for everybody, but the process is probably very similar. So how do we figure out what's the right amount of technology with old school simplicity?
1: There are a few ways. And when you read the book, it's now yeah. all become clear. But here's here here's something for you to, to chew on. When you are in a texting conversation and you're texting about something important, and that conversation's going on longer than say three exchanges, that's a sign for you to say, it's time to pick up the phone. Or it's time to ask the person, can we meet for coffee today or tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Right we cannot read tone through text, through email. Okay. And so often lines get blurred. There's miscommunication because let's face it, autocorrect correct number on us. Just the other day, I was texting a dear friend of mine and I intended to write, you're an angel. And it came out, you're a bagel. And well, hilarious, right? But think about this and in, in, think about business settings. If you're connecting with someone in a business sense for the first time and you're not taking the moment to step back, take the power of the pause and read that back over to see if your intention is being felt through that text, things can go awry. So knowing the right, the definition of what I call a master communicator is a person who knows the right time and place to communicate through digital means and the right time and place to have a direct conversation. Mm. Another um help for you to to know the right time and place to connect through digital means or not when you're emailing same thing if there's an email exchange going on longer than about three exchanges make sure to say can we hop on a phone call or can we hop on a zoom and connect because I just want to make sure I'm I'm being clear about all this we are not in in our society we're not taking the time to do that because our brains have begun to speed up Mm. We're so used to task switching, going from one thing to here, tabs open on my computer, sending a text, writing an email. Oh, you need lunch for school? Okay. And we're back and forth. And because of that, research shows our minds have begun to speed up. So our focus has waned and we're not slowing our nervous systems down to even have a moment to ask ourselves, whoa, is this coming off in the right way?
0: Exactly. I love that. Well, as you might imagine, there was going to come a point in our discussion, we were going to talk about relationships because this is, after all, the Relationships and Revenue podcast. And because we talk so much about it, and it's my belief that they are vitally important, uh, not only in our personal lives, but certainly in our business lives and getting them right is important. I want to know, what is it, Renee, that you're doing right now to build into, to make better, to improve your most significant relationships at home? And how do those impact your business.
1: Everything starts from within. Everything we want is first activated from within. So I use the practice that I just shared with you. I'm waking up every day and making sure that first person I connect with, talk to, love on, ask questions to is me. I am a meditator. I study transcendental meditation. I journal I make that connection with myself solid because when we do that, we're able to hear the voice of our soul, that gut intuition, those instincts that are never guiding us wrong. It's our inner compass. And then my husband and I, communication is our greatest tool. When we first started dating 10 years ago, I said, communication is a deal breaker for me. Mm. So our communication within ourselves, within our relationship is super strong. If one of us is having a bad day or we need to talk about something, we take the time and say, all right, let's talk about this. Right. And by operating those ways in my own life, putting my phone away when my husband and I are together, I'm so guilty of it. Are you kidding me? We've had arguments about this. Babe, put your phone away. You're a communication coach. Oh my gosh, you're right. I'm a hypocrite. (laughs) Right. I'm calling myself out. And being aware of that, the awareness is what allows us to grow. And because I'm so hyper aware of myself and when I'm doing things wrong and apologizing when I do and talking to my husband and saying, you're right, when he holds up that mirror for me, showing me the results of my actions, I take that. And then in my business, I allow that to get me to the next level and do the same when I'm coaching my clients one on one, having that phone away having the tabs on my computer closed out. So when I'm on Zoom, I'm connecting with them and only them. So it all starts from within.
0: Okay. Now, another thing we talk a lot about are habits on this particular show. And I am a very large advocate of finding habits that serve you first, but then because they serve you, they can serve others. So I want to know, what is your number one go-to daily habit? And if you don't have one, give me at least a top three.
1: Mm. When I am at a restaurant or a coffee shop or a library, I love to make small talk. Small talk is becoming a lost art. If I'm Mm. sitting in the doctor's office or the dentist's office, instead of pulling out my phone, Sitting there and being, taking note of what's around me, smiling, living the life that's in front of me. Because when we do that, man, we don't know what's around the corner. We may be sitting next to a person who ends up becoming a business collaborator with us or the person who becomes our husband or our wife or our best friend. But when we are so stuck in our digital devices, we are missing the life that's right in front of us. So I would say that's the number one, connecting with the people who are in front of me.
0: I love that. Who is investing in you, right?
1: Mm, Besides myself?
0: Yes, besides you.
1: Mm, um, Those who are investing in me right now, entrepreneurs, business owners, especially those looking to elevate their business, create genuine connections to make the income and the impact they want. And the way I'm helping them is through video. Being able to get on video and connect, even though they're behind a screen, letting them understand that it's still just a conversation. Video is one of the greatest, greatest tools to connect in our lives nowadays and to build our businesses in the way we want.
0: For sure. And how do you invest in yourself?
1: Every day, John, waking up, as I just shared, using my practice of journaling, Mm -hmm. meditating, praying, working out, um, Mm -hmm. energizing through movement, which I teach in in my practices with my clients. In order to communicate well, you must move your body. Mm. And those are the things that I do and surround myself with people who lift me up.
0: Do you also do things like, uh, are you involved in like uh, mastermind groups and that sort of thing? Other ways to, to to build into yourself?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I just had the honor of um, being asked to keynote speak at a mastermind myself. Um, I went away to the Outer Banks this past weekend and... Mm. I was the keynote speaker for my book publisher's mastermind group. And Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. not only did I get to speak, I got to spend quality time and be in this mastermind with 30 other amazing individuals. And it was so beautiful and eye-opening and such a reminder that we must be around those people who are doing better than us, those people who have done Mm -hmm. what we want to do, because it gets us in that energy and that spirit of being like, all right, I can do this.
0: Oh, yeah. And remind everyone again who your publisher is.
1: Morgan James Publishing.
0: Uh, I know several folks who have been published through Morgan James. Uh, uh, Karen Anderson.
1: Yes, Karen Anderson. Is a connection point, yeah. Love you, (laughs) Karen, if you're listening.
0: Oh, gosh, yeah. She she gets around. She knows a lot of folks.
1: She's amazing. She's amazing. And I met her through this mastermind this weekend. And again, talk about what can happen when you create genuine connections.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure. So what's coming up for you that has you excited?
1: Oh, I mean, a new year. What's not (laughs) exciting about a new year? It's like, it's just such a beautiful gift. New Mm -hmm. beginnings, right? Right. Taking what you learned from 2022 and bringing it into 2023. I'm excited about that. I'm excited that my course, Connecting on Camera, which helps entrepreneurs, business owners to get on camera and be themselves to create those connections they want and make the income and the impact they want. My course is now made evergreen, which is really exciting because I've um, only taught it live in the past. But now it's this this wonderful resource for entrepreneurs, business owners to do on their own time. Um, So that I'm really excited about and getting on more stages, Mm -hmm. being on physical stages in the physical presence of people is something I love. And I have a lot of those events coming up in the new year.
0: Nice. Nice. Okay. Any that you can share with us?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I am going to be speaking at an amazing uh, place called Canyon ranch and it's like a wellness resort that I've actually taught dance classes in the past when I was on Broadway and they were interested in bringing me back in to speak about communication, share the message of my book. And I'm going to be doing a weekend. So I'll probably do two or three trainings. Um, and that's really exciting because what better way to love and honor yourself than to invest in yourself by learning how to communicate better.
0: For sure. For sure. Okay. Uh, how can folks connect with you?
1: Connect with me, my friends. You can come check me out. Um, reach out to me through my website at reneemarino.com. I would would absolutely love to connect with you there. And you can find me on social media, um, Instagram at I am Renee Marino. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. You'll you'll see me all over. But I love to get direct messages and and have great conversations with those who have have listened to an interview that I've done. So I look forward to connecting.
0: That's fantastic. Now, do you have any final thoughts before we get to our final four?
1: Ooh, remember that when you begin to make clear, authentic and effective communication a priority in your life, the door to opportunities becomes wide open. So it's worth it. It is worth it, my friends.
0: Love that, love that. And we're getting ready to do our final four. Again, there are four quick questions. Just tell me the first thing that pops in your head. Now, I will tell you, the first one's probably the toughest one. Okay. All right, here it is. Why did God create Renee?
1: Mm, To be a light for others in their own lives, to be reminded of their own power, to be reminded of what they bring to the world.
0: Love that, Renee. Question, excuse me, question two. What are you doing, reading, or listening to right now that's helping you grow?
1: Mm, Right now, I am listening to an amazing um, book by Joe Dispenza. Break the habit of being yourself. Woo, boy, that's a game changer. Um, and every day, every day, writing, writing my thoughts, writing my feelings, celebrating myself through pen and paper. That is the greatest, one of the greatest gifts we can give to ourselves.
0: Okay. Question three. What do you do for fun?
1: Dance, baby. Dance. <laughs> Woo!
0: I, I should not be surprised by that. <laughs> Question four. What are you most grateful for?
1: My life. I'm grateful to have been chosen to be in this body at this time with the people who are amongst me, it's just such a blessing and I could not be more grateful.
0: And one last bonus question. What is a book that you often recommend to others?
1: Mm, ooh, um, Gabby Bernstein, The Universe Has Your Back.
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, listen, Renee, it has been an absolute honor to have you on the show, to be able to share you with all of us. Because your personality is quite infectious, I have to say, and it's—I don't get to say that very often because I don't know that that's always the case. Um, You know, some people just are. You aren't. You. uh, There's more to you. It's. uh, I, I realize for those of you who can't see this, who are only listening in the screen by Renee, she's got kind of this light thing behind her. She doesn't need that. She's got, it's just all around her right now. It just, light just just comes through you and I'm better because we talked today. And I feel like I had a miniature sized coaching session with you today. And I hope all of you felt that as well, because she really was, she was coaching us today on communication. So we'll have links to everything we talked about in here. And so you guys will be able to check out all the stuff that Renee was talking about. Get her course. You absolutely need to get it. Get the book right away. Uh, Don't delay on that. Just get it so you can have it in the next day or two. So you can start devouring that before you get to the course. Just make all that happen. Connect with Renee. It's going to be worth your time. So again, Renee, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, John. You just warmed my heart. I'm, I'm going to cry. So thank you for your words. Um, this was such a gift to be able to speak with you today. And I hope you have a beautiful holiday.
0: Thank you. You as well. And for all of you tuning in again, thank you so much for being here. You have given Renee and I your most precious gift, and that is your time, because we know you can't get it back. So thank you for the investment of that time. Thanks for being here. And we will look forward to seeing you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening. And remember, passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.